Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com, used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. Well, as we're all waiting on pins and needles for uh, eh. fucking Nevada, <laughs> we might as well record a podcast. Yeah, because that'll make everyone happy. Well, it'll make, you know, pass the time a little bit. Uh, I'm Kevin. I'm Stephanie. Welcome to Open a Fucking Book. The, I don't know if I should still say weekday cliff notes or just cliff notes because everything we do now is on the weekday. We could just call it Cliff Notes, I guess. I gotta change the fucking. Well, it's still artwork. weekday Cliff Notes. I suppose. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. What do you got? Uh, I have three things, okay. I guess. I almost forgot about one, but it was really important. Um, first, I'd like to give my condolences to Rachel Kane's family. That's her pen name. I don't remember her full real name but i know her first name's like roxanne i'm like why didn't you use that as your author name instead of rachel but um anyway for those of you who don't know she's the author of the or she passed away a couple days ago from cancer um she wrote the morganville vampire books the red letter day books the undead series the weather warden series the uh, Athena Force series, Outcast Season series, Revivalist series, The Great Library series, Stillhouse Lace, Stillhouse Lake series, Honor series, uh, several standalones, some short stories, anthologies, and a nonfiction book as well. Um, she even wrote under, I mean, she did write under her real name. Uh, Roxanne Longstreet. Roxanne Longstreet Conrad. Yes, she wrote as Roxanne Longstreet, Roxanne Conrad, and Julie Fortune and Ian Hamill. But uh, you know, she wrote Ink and, Ink and Bone and the Vampire series and so on and so okay. forth. So um, she's got a ton of books out there, and her loss hit the the book world pretty hard so my condolences to her family um second you can now pre-order the fourth book in the a court of thorns and roses series it is called 
A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Moss. I know I brought it up a while ago, but it is now available for pre-order and the cover is beautiful. It'll be released on February 16th of 2021, so not too far away. I am excited. Okay. She's dance, she's, well, she's dancing in her chair. Well, because I love the series. I know you do. That's <gasps> that's the one with my other book boyfriend that I told you about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So also, just a little side note here. Can somebody explain to my husband why it's better to have a book boyfriend than a crush on a celebrity? Okay. So a friend of hers posted a thing um, a few days ago about what what celebrity or what movie star or whatever, who who do you have a imaginary relationship with? And she's like, nobody. I'm like, you lie. And she's like, all my boyfriends are book boyfriends. And it's like, that's worse. How is it worse? Because they're fiction. Yeah, because so, so it's all, it's literally all in your head. That's what you're thinking of. I mean, when I'm reading. Okay, yeah, and then you read the books. That's why you like reading more than you like watching TV or watching movies. They're imaginary. So? They don't exist in real life. Okay, but the, the main discussion wasn't if a book boyfriend is worse than a, a, a imagined relationship with a you know celebrity. The conversation came down to me saying, because she had posted what Tom Hiddleston... Roman Reigns and Brendan Urie. Brendan Urie. And I had said, I'm not worried about that because you, that wasn't an option. And she took it to think that I meant that she couldn't get any of them. And that's not what I said. I said they weren't an option because those three weren't looking for a relationship in the middle of bumfuck Illinois. No, he was meaning it as I wasn't pretty that enough not how to grab it. the attention of that Roman Reigns, Tom it. Hiddleston, or Brendan Urie. That is not how I meant which it. Which two of the three are married. I, so hey, You've known me long enough. I say what I fucking mean, especially to you. If I meant you're not pretty enough to get them, I would have said it. Okay, so I'm not their type. That's No, that's not what I didn't say you're not their type. I said... That wasn't an option. If we lived down in Florida by where Roman Reigns lived, if we lived in L.A. or L.I. or New York or wherever the, you know, or what England, London or wherever from where Tom Hiddleston's from, wherever they're from, that would be different. But we don't. Before we met, you lived in the middle of bumfuck Illinois, and we moved to smaller bumfuck Illinois. So that it was had nothing to do with them being your type, or you being their type, or you being pretty enough for them, or them being good enough, good looking enough for you. It had to be. It comes down to they weren't an option for you, and you weren't an option for them. Because there's no way that you guys really would have crossed paths. No, they could have been an option for me. But they weren't. 
They were if no, they, they were when they were single. They but were they an still option because you were never anywhere where they were. That didn't matter. Yes, it does. That dating and real estate. The biggest things are location, location, location. If you don't live in the same areas, then how you get you? You're never going to meet. So they what? They weren't an option. I never said anything about you being. Not being good enough for anything like that. I simply stated I know, that but they again, weren't an option. It's different for books because you, well, maybe not you, but for me, I put myself in the position of the lead character, female character, and then book boyfriend or husband or the few risque books I read. Mm. That becomes my significant other for the duration that I am reading because I am in the book. Okay. That is what I mean by book boyfriend. Sure. Because that person will never exist. So what you're saying is they're not an option? Fuck you. (laughs) Okay. I win. No, you don't. I, I just... win. I uh, know. You know how I win because I brought it back around. I brought it all the way back around, which means I win. No, because you're exhausting. And which I Which also means I win. No, cuz I am tired and I I have something big I want to get out well, half and your winning is outlasting the competition, which is what I just So meant. you have won. No, I won. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Stop arguing because I want to get this next thing out. And you're going to make me lose all my momentum. Okay, but I won. Okay, so we all know all that shit that went on with J.K. Rowling. But we know all the lessons we learned from Harry Potter about accepting others, no matter what they look like, who, you know, gender age, color, all that stuff. Well, J.K. Rowling, being the author of that, we thought that she would represent her words. And it came out that she doesn't. One author who has is Rick Ritterin. And I want to puff him up a little bit because Uncle Rick is amazing. He has put his PhD on hold in Celtic languages at Harvard so that he can focus on putting out the Chronicles of Cain television show with Disney Plus and the Percy Percy Jackson television show on disney plus because it's what the fans deserve and he wants them to see the characters that represent them the sigh the uh gender fluid the um the the gay the lesbians the dyslexic the adhd the all those characters that he put into his books come to life because even he agreed that the movies were shit. And 
Okay. Well, but did he say that he wanted to get all like the diversity and everything out there? Is I mean, were well, those he put words? them in. He yeah, those were he's those characters in his books are going to be in his. Sh- well, yeah, in, I I understand that. But the he purposely put them in his books because those are people that he's met in his life. Those are students. He used to be a high school teacher, and those are students that he had, and he put them in his books because he wished that he would have known at the time he was teaching how to help them better like he wish he would have understood what they were going through and so he once he learned how to understand it better he put it in his books and made it clear so almost every character in his books is based off of a student and he has said this too and uh he recently said it in an article or it was a Zoom call article. Um, and I, I just want to say, it's it's very nice to see an author that's putting their work above their own life for the benefit of his readers. To let them know that they are not alone so that they can, you know, see that there are characters in the literary world like them and he him and his wife were also uh directors production or whatever probably producers producers more than likely producers uh for kane chronicles and the percy jackson yeah if it's going to be on disney plus disney's going to want a director to be there, not the author be the director, but he'll be the probably executive producers. Yeah, that's probably executive and creative consultants and writers and all that. So they'll, they'll get all that. But as far as director goes, they're going to give it to somebody with experience if it's going to be on Disney Plus. And oddly enough, the Percy Jackson series, The World, is a 15, 15 book arc. And he said that he originally was only going to have it be fi- the first five books. But he said that he couldn't just stop at five. He had to keep going. So I was like, that's wonderful. And, then, you know, now now that I know that he was going to, you know, work finishing his Ph.D. at Harvard in Celtic languages and such, I wonder if he's going to be writing Celtic mythology stories. So that would be pretty awesome. All right. Well, there you go. Is that all you got? Yes, that is all I have. Okay. Yeah, I kind of went on. That's all right. That's all right. That's what we're here for. Talk about books. Stuff I love. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code for thebeardstruggle.com. Ladies, you know that man in your life with the big, beautiful beard? Or the one trying to grow a beard, even if it's just a little stubble? Well, what you might not know is that the skin underneath all that face fur can get dried out and super itchy causing scratching that leads to flaking, and if there's anything worse than head dandruff, it's beard dandruff. That's why we've teamed up with TheBeardStruggle.com. They know what goes into having a big, glorious beard, hence the name. And they've created some of the best products in the market to help the man in your life tame those majestic chin locks and soothe the skin underneath. Be it the day and night oils, which keep the beard soft and the skin moisturized, and they smell great, by the way, or the beard straightener that calms those extra curly face hairs and makes that beard look fuller and healthier. 
Kevin uses these products and his beard has never looked, felt, or smelled better. And I, I really enjoy playing with his beard now. Beardstruggle.com uses 100% all natural ingredients. They never test on animals and have a 90 day money back guarantee. All you have to do is go to thebeardstruggle.com, all one word, or click on the link in the show notes. And don't forget to use our exclusive discount code, AUDIO15, for 15% off at checkout. That's A U D I O 15 for 15% off your entire order. Go now. Now let's get to our four books of the week. Our fiction book is The Russian Pink from Matthew Hart. Now, when the Russian Pink, a stunningly large rose-hued diamond, makes a surprise appearance around the neck of Honey Lee, the wife of surging presidential candidate Harry Nash, Alex Turner, an investigator for the Treasury Department's Diamond Division and former CIA agent, finds himself spiraling down a seemingly endless rabbit hole. A diamond like that always carries secrets, but the web of mystery behind the pink is more complex than Alex could ever imagine. Starting with the trail of damage from botched sting operations, Alex wavers between legal and illegal tactics, friends, family, and foes to find out why a mysterious Russian double agent betrayed him and the diamond ended up on a potential path to the White House. For wherever the Russian pink goes, secrecy... Deception and death surely follow. The Russian Pink is a stylish and fresh page turner that catapults the reader into the world of blood diamond trading, a world that Matthew Hart navigates with the authoritative authenticity and wit. From Pegasus Books, I believe it came out, it's a November 2020, but I believe I read it came out on the 3rd, but I might be wrong about that. Uh, 272 pages, so not super long. More like a novella. Yeah, this is the type of book that my um, my grandfather, my mom's dad, would have been big into. He loved all this type of stuff, and I think it 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 sounds pretty interesting to me. I like the the mystery stuff, the covert shit. So that would be more. I know it's more mine than it is your style, but I read this and literally I thought of my grandpa. Aww. So I think he would love that. All right, now our nonfiction. I now pretty much with all the books I had, I had a few of them to choose from that I really wanted to use, and I had one all lined up, and I will probably use it next week because I really wanted to get to it. But given what we are going through um, this week with the election and everything coming up, I feel like maybe this one will. Um, how do I put it? Serve everybody best. Beat the Odds Survival Manual, real-life strategies for surviving everything from a global pandemic to the robot rebellion. Because hopefully they have something in here about a civil war that you can survive. By Tim McWelch. In this action-oriented book, a survival expert walks you through what to do in dozens of scary situations, from riding out a tsunami to surviving the fall of civilization. (laughs) That's going to happen in a few days. Fast-paced and remarkably practical, this latest book from best-selling survival expert Tim McWelch breaks down the odds of your facing dozens of scary situations from the fairly likely getting lost in the woods or mugged on a mean street to the unlikely but terrifying being hit by an asteroid, attacked by zombies, or other sci-fi worthy scenarios. 
and provides concrete, doable strategies for how to improve your odds of survival. Each danger is rated with handy graphics that give an at-a-glance idea as to how likely it is to befall you, how much you should worry about it happening, and how possible it is to increase your odds of survival. And then, in the pages that follow, he gives practical, step-by-step instructions, tutorials, and hints to help you beat the odds and live to tell the tale. Uh, Publisher Weldon Owen, November 2020, 208 pages. Nice. Isn't it? I have that uh, zombie survival guide. Well, I think maybe we need to start looking at it to see if we can... Well, I don't know if the zombie survival guide is going to do anything for us, but this book might help. Well, I mean, we got to start treating people like they're zombies. (laughs) Go for the head. (laughs) Remove the head or destroy the brain. For our kids' book, Find Fergus by Mike Bolt. Play the funniest game of hide-and-seek ever with Fergus, a bear who's very, very bad at hiding. (laughs) The hilarious illustrator of I Don't Want to Be a Frog brings picture book fans a super silly interactive story that will have children giggling from start to finish. Follow huge, lovable Fergus and see all the many ways in which he is terrible at playing hide-and-seek, such as standing behind a very tiny tree, or trying to camouflage in a giant crowd of bunnies and squirrels. But wait, the game isn't over yet. The last two pages fold out into a giant panoramic look and find scene where Fergus is well and truly hidden, and young readers can have fun looking for him and lots of other details in the crowd. There are hours and hours of play value in this adorable book. Children will want to come back to it again and again, from Doubleday Books for Young Readers, comes out this month, 36 pages, ages 3 to 7. Mm. Or 3 to 7, or 37, because that sounds like fun. Oh, I, I think it would be fun. <laughs> okay, so now for our YA book, and I told you I thought you'd, you would like this one. This is How We Fly by Anna Mariano. 17-year-old vegan feminist Ellen Lopez Rourke has one muggy Houston summer left before college. She plans to spend every last moment with her two best friends before they go off to the opposite ends of Texas for school. But when Ellen is grounded for the entire summer by her sometimes evil stepmother, it's kind of a play on Cinderella, all her plans are thrown out the window. Determined to do something with her time, Ellen, with the help of her best friend Melissa, convinces her parents to let her join the local muggle Quidditch team. (gasps) An all-gender, full-contact game, Quidditch isn't quite what Ellen expects. There's no flying, no magic, just a bunch of scrappy players holding PVC pipes between their legs and throwing dodgeballs. Suddenly, Ellen is thrown into a very different world of sports. Her life is all practices, training, and running with a group of Harry Potter fans. Even as Melissa pulls away to pursue new relationships, and their other BFF seems more interested in moving on from high school and from Ellen, Ellen is steadily finding a place among her teammates. Maybe Quidditch is where she belongs, but with her home life and friend troubles quickly spinning out of control, Ellen must fight for the future that she wants. Now she's playing for keeps. Get it? Yeah, yeah. Filled with heart and humor, 
Anna Mariano's YA debut is perfect for fans of Dumplin' and Hot Dog Girl. From Philomel Books, comes out actually in December of 2020, so you can pre-order it now. 480 pages, ages 12 and up. I want it. I know you do. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, ooh. When I, when I was pulling them up, I had a few different ones to choose from. I said, I found the perfect YA book. And she's like, ooh, really? Yeah. And I think I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Even though it's not the, tech, the the typical book that you read, but I think the whole Harry Potter side and Quidditch. Because yeah, I really want to play Quidditch with people. I'd have to get really fucking high and yeah, with, doped with up your on disability. I don't know if you'd be able to. That's why I said I'd have to get really fucking high and really doped up on pain meds, and I'd only be able to play one game. Yeah. But yeah. It's a nerd sport, but you have to be fairly fit to, yeah. to be able to play, at least play it well. Yeah. But I want to be a seeker. Okay. Or a chaser. Okay. I don't want to be a keeper. You don't want stuff flying at you. Well, there's or, stuff no, flying at you anyway. Keepers are the one who guards the big. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, but they're trying to score on you, and you don't want to have the balls being, you know, thrown yeah. right at your, your body. No, I just because I'd feel bad if they score on me. Okay. Well, I can see that too. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, let's do the social, Stephanie. Okay. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at OpenAFING Book, and I am at ECJBAT. I'm Young ETAM6 on Twitter, uh, Young ETAM on Instagram. Stephanie, do you know our email? Yeah, it's OpenAFING Book at gmail.com. That's right. And our Goodreads. Goodreads.com slash OpenAFING book. That's right, which we really need to update. I'll do that tomorrow after I wake up from my nap after taking the kids to school. Yeah, because I will be working on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have still plenty of Patreon stickers, uh, the Spotify stickers. I'm looking to a different, a few different places of do- doing some type of merchandise um, that won't charge us anything until somebody actually buys one, and then you just pay like. Shipping and handling. Well, no, they would pay however much we tell them to charge for the shirt, and then they would take their fee, and we would get the rest, stuff like that. So there's a few different places that do that. So I'm looking into something for shirts and face masks and pins and stuff like that, just so we can, you know, so people have something to buy. Uh, but you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash book. Uh, go to my wife's Etsy page at etsy.com slash shop slash Stephanie Young Art. Plenty of soaps. Uh, what we got coming up? You got anything um, looking for Thanksgiving or Christmas that you plan on doing? There are some Thanksgiving ones up there. I haven't made any Christmas ones yet. Do you there... have like a sweet potato scented one for, for no, Thanksgiving? No, there's pumpkin pie. There's cranberry, which smells delicious. That... I love cranberry. That's my favorite part of fucking Thanksgiving is the cranberry. It's a cranberry bath bomb powder. Ooh, yeah. I smelled oh so oh, you good. should do a you should do a deconstructive Thanksgiving dinner with your bath bombs and put it in the thing and you could just have a bunch of different Thanksgiving scents you pour in there. And then uh, you just smell like a sandwich when you get out. But no, there's the pumpkin pie bath bomb powder, the cranberry pump uh cranberry bath bomb powder and coffee bath bomb powder. Ooh, yeah, you gotta have coffee if you're having the pie at the end of the day. Yeah, so yeah. and that smells divine. And then there's um a pumpkin and a leaf and I forgot what the leaf smelled like, but uh, next to the pumpkin, it 
the two together smell really good. Good. Um, we'll talk about Christmas when Christmas gets here. Let's just let's let's focus on one holiday at a time. Yeah. So, so, so some new Thanksgiving scents out there. If that's something you're wanting to have in your house, you can go to her Etsy page and get all that. Uh, come back Monday for our brand new series uh, that we're starting. I was just tell you. <laughs> now this this isn't like this isn't gonna be like Burroughs. There's a lot of oh my god stuff in it, but it's not to the point where you're. It's not like I'm so disgusted at the shit that's going on like it was with Burroughs. You're gonna like this person at some parts, and you're gonna hate this person at some parts because that's just who they are. I I get both sides of it. Seems like a lot of fun on one side. Seems like a complete fucking asshole on the other. So you're going to have to make up your own mind when we start covering this person. But it's it, there's going to be some great stories. It's going to be fun. Uh, some of it's going to be a little sad, but I don't think we get into anything really super sad for a couple episodes anyway. So the first episode is going to be... You're going to be laughing a little bit, I think. I think you're going to have a good time. Good. So, so come back Monday. I have no idea how long the series is going to be yet. I'm still working on it. I'll let you know Monday. Um, write and review us wherever you listen. Wherever you're listening right now. Just take a second and subscribe, follow, rate, review us. Whatever you can do, wherever you're listening. Really appreciate it. It helps us. Especially, especially the reviews. I do that all the time. No, you, you put the X. I, yeah, I put the X and I stop myself and I say especially again. Almost every time when I say especially, no, I you say, don't. yes, I do, because I listen to myself. I go back and I listen and I hear myself say especially and then I stop and I say especially. So I can go back and edit out the especially. I do it all the time. I know I do because I'm the one who listens to myself over and over again on this fucking thing. With so your there. sexy voice. It is not. I cannot stand the sound of it. I love it. That's why I when I when I edit these, I turn the speed way up so I sound like uh a chipmunk. Not not more Simon than Alvin, really. And uh yeah. Do so, I sound like Theodore? You do not. You sound like uh one I got I guess one of the chipettes. Oh, okay. But whichever one, I don't I don't really know the chipettes all that well, but I sound more Simonish than Alvinish. But I look more Simonish than Alvinish too. So, because you're tall and wear glasses. I'm not that tall. You're taller than me. Okay. Anyway, go to your libraries. <laughs> go to your local bookstores. Buy a uh, a book from a local author at a local independent bookstore if you can. If that's something you can do. Um, try not to have a heart attack over the next few days waiting for the results of of the election to come on we'll all get through it together or we'll all die together yeah one or the other but we'll do it together all right i uh i think that's it i think that's it too i'm i'm having really bad chili burps in this week so let's go okay well take care of yourselves and take care of one another between now and the time we get to talk to you again do yourself a favor go open a fucking book all right we'll see you bye guys